The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome back. Welcome to this Thursday edition of our podcast. And we're glad you're with us. Uh, If you're local here to the Southern California area, we have enjoyed some rain and uh, not something we say a lot here, but it's been beautiful and today a nice, beautiful, sunny day. And uh, just what we often say, this is the day the Lord has made. We rejoice and be glad in it. And all that's coming our way, we can put our eyes on Jesus. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, we have been studying to the book of the life of Christ, the book of Matthew. And uh, so if you're following along, we are still in Matthew chapter 3. Uh, yesterday we talked about um, John kind of being introduced, John the Baptist being introduced onto the scene. And as he's being introduced onto the scene, the people were coming. And we talked about the idea of them, their repentance and confession and what those words meant, what they mean today. Um, today we're going to continue as He's in the same context, same scenario, but at this point now he's really kind of reaching out and confronting the Pharisees and Sadducees, and we'll see the difference in how he approaches them over the people who came in for confession, for repentance, for salvation, really. So in verse number 7 of John chapter 3, it says, But when they saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said to them, Brood of vipers who warned you to flee from the wrath to come. Therefore bear fruits worthy of repentance. Do not think to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. For I say to you that God is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. And even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Therefore every tree which does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I indeed baptize you with water under repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. I will bapt- he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn, and he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. So in just realm, if we were to say what is the main context he's talking about here, he's speaking to Pharisees and Sadducees, those who are not truly saved, those who have put their faith in religion, in tradition. In this case, it would have been a, I gotta be careful saying it, a very twisted view of Judaism, the Old Testament law, and they'd added a lot of stuff to this law. Um, so really, they're trusting in their own religion, their own traditional basis. And when I say, when I use the word religion, I believe that what we have is not religion. We have a relationship with God, a relationship with Jesus. And when I mean that, I guess the explanation I say is the idea of religion is a man-based system, a man-made system based upon rules and regulations. And if you do enough of what the men or the rulers say you do, then just maybe, uh, just maybe you'll get into heaven. I remember going to a funeral for a friend. Uh, well, I was married to a friend of ours, and um, it was a Catholic funeral. And I remember as he was a good man, did a lot of good things, very religious, but as he's as they're finishing, the priest made the comment, Lord, please see in this man what we see, and please accept him into heaven. And I, you know, I thought that was so sad that even the priest could not offer any level of assurance at that point when God simply states that we can have, you know, we can know that we are saved. Religion doesn't say that, but God's word does, and that's why it's a big difference there. So he, he confronts out to these Pharisees and Sadducees. He calls them broods of vipers because they are people who are lying. They're lying to the other people, and be, through the religion, they are holding these people in, in captivity. You can, you can be the most religious person in the world and still not end up in heaven, still unfortunately end up in hell, simply because your belief system is wrong. It's not that you aren't doing what you think is right. It's the fact that the belief system you're following. And yes, if you follow the other belief system, it is wrong. I've been asked this question. Do you really think that if they truly 
believe what they're being taught, they won't go to heaven. Well, if what they're being taught is wrong, then yes. That's why it's so important to make sure that the, what we base our truth on, what we base our belief, our faith, is not found on religion. It's not based on what the preacher says or the priest says or the church says. What is your, how does your faith ba- um, stack up against the Bible? against God's word and, and how, where does Jesus in all of this you know it's not worshiping Mary and and, and, the, and the priests and the saints and all it's, it's worshiping Jesus and it's, it's a freedom and I can go straight to Jesus by myself so that that's the religious sense and they were lying they were they were lying to him holding these people in captivity and a false religion and so he calls them brood of vipers which is why I get a little more honest about religion today because it's exactly what it is it is a system that holds people in captivity and ultimately will end up pointing people to hell if people don't escape it. And then he says to them, you think to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. For I say to you, the God is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. They found their heritage in the fact that Abraham, they were Jewish, Abraham's their father. They felt like that's what they needed. That was better than this, this relationship. That was better than Jesus, the Messiah, and all of that. Uh, than what Jesus was coming. That was better. And he says, listen, just because you have an ancestry in Abraham does not guarantee you a home in heaven. I would say in a good application is if you grew up in a home, Christian home, that's not a guarantee of heaven. If you've grown up in church, it's not a guarantee of heaven. If you currently attend church, it's not a guarantee of heaven. Heaven is not about my actions. Heaven's about my belief or my faith and where my and who I'm who I'm putting my trust in. And it's in Christ alone. And that, that's an important thing for us to look at that we can't base it on anything else. Now he talks about this axis laid in verse um, 10. The axe is laid at the root of the trees, and, and therefore every tree which does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown to the fire. What he's talking about is Jesus is going to come, and he's going to help kind of break this. Some people think, you know, they, they put on a good front, but the question is, they're truly saved. They're not truly saved, and they're simply saying they're not bearing fruit. Now, I know we look at sometimes bearing fruit, and what in the world he's talking about? We use, obviously, a, a farming um, picture, which is very popular in the economy of those days, um, and using it for practical application, bearing fruit, showing forth the truth of proof of life. If an apple tree is not bearing apples, it's dying. That's what it's saying. So if a Christian is not bearing spiritual fruit, if they're not showing things, they're not growing in Christ, then you have to say they may not truly be saved. They might have had a religious experience, but they're not saved. Because in, in Corinthians, Paul says, if we are in Christ, we're a new creation. Old things are passed away, all things are become new. So if we're truly saved, there's going to be this newness in us. And it's a slow process. It's sanctification but that's the process it's going to be and so he's saying if you're truly not saved there's no fruit at all he goes he's just going to go to the the root and you'll be cut down basically it's empty he's going to prove to you that your belief system is wrong he's going to nail it down at the the root and he says in verse 11 i indeed baptize you with water and repentance uh, but he who comes after me jesus is coming after me he's mightier mightier than i whose sandals i am not worthy to carry he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. So he goes, I can give water baptism, which is an important aspect. He goes, but the whole, Jesus is going to bring this full baptism of the Holy Spirit. Uh, I believe the whole baptism of the Holy Spirit comes in the day of salvation. The day I get saved, I get baptized. Simply, The word baptized simply means immersed. I am filled with everything I need from the Holy Spirit the day. Uh, the day that I'm saved. No, I guess it's dwelled. It's there. Whether I feel filled every day, that's really that's really up to me. Whether I allow the Holy Spirit to fill me, whether I'm living in the Spirit, praying in the Spirit, whether I'm allowing the Holy Spirit to have his direction in my life, that's that's up to me. The indwelling, he's there. It's like I have access to the power. I have access to everything I need as a Christian. Am I taking a veil of it is the question. Because that's what he says with fire. Fire is always a picture of the Holy Spirit and Scripture. And so he's saying we have access to that. He says in verse 12, his wind 
winnowing fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. The winnowing, um, so winnowing fan was a tool they would use because the chaff and the wheat would grow up in the same place, and if you pulled the chaff, the junk out, you'd often pull the wheat with it. So they would wait until it would all grow. They would put it into one pile, and they'd throw it in the air. And of course, the wheat carried weight with it. It carried sustenance, right? Substance. This was real. And so with the wind, it would just dry drop, um, the chaff would be blown away, and they'd use this, this fan to kind of break those things up, and that's how they would separate. The, 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 the fake stuff was light and fluffy, and it would just kind of flow away, and that was one of these ways that they would break it up and bring out just the wheat, because it looked the same, and what a picture. You can look the same, you can sound the same, and a lot of people do. They put on these religious fronts, but the question is, are you truly saved, and that the difference is in substance, substance that my faith is in Jesus, and it's, and it's something that begins to change me, um, not me changing to become more religious. It's Jesus changing me from the inside out, and that is what he's referencing there. And he's talking to them, and he's saying, it, he's, Jesus is going to prove how fake you men are. And there's a lot of religion out there that is just a lie. A lot of religion is just a fake. Uh, the question comes down to Scripture. What, what do they do with Jesus? What do they do with God's Word? Where do they stand? Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me, not through church, not through sacraments, not through religion, but through Christ alone, through salvation, by, by grace, by my faith saved through God's grace, as Ephesians 2.8 says. And that's what we hold on to. Well, thanks again for joining us this morning as we take a few minutes and evaluate God's Word. We really appreciate the wonderful privilege you've given to us. If you've got questions what we talked about today, um, you can call us at Grace Baptist Church in Bakersfield. Love to chat with you. Um, my email address is on the website there. If you I want to ask questions, and if we can be help, and even talking about this, truly, true salvation. Where do we see it in Scripture? And we want to just talk about it. We'd love a chance to communicate back and forth by email. You can call us. If we can be a blessing, we'd love to be able to do that. Thanks again for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.